everyone, thank you so much for joining us again in our podcast and video here of Art of the Assistant. And as you can tell, once again, we are joined by a special guest. And no, it's not Dan, but Dan, you're special, Dan. Um, I am special, that's for sure. A lot of ways. <laughs> but we're glad to have Dan with us. But but today we have our, our guest, Brent Bartlett, with us. And, and Brent is unique, and he's coming to us from a unique perspective when it comes to the role as an assistant. And, and not only has Brent been an assistant for many years, he's been in three different ministries in three different states um, and really three different cultures. But in each one of those, he's been with the same guy. And, and his pastor now, um, D. Miller, is, is um, a friend, but also his pastor. So it's a unique relationship and how Brent's gone from place to place, and they've been together in that. And so we've asked Brent to come on and just kind of talk about that a little bit and, and how that works and, and what, is, what is it that, that kind of makes that work for them. So Brent, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's great to have you on Art of the Assistant today. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. So as we get started, Brent, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, um, how many years you've been an assistant pastor, uh, maybe how you got into that role in the first place, and, and just tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, uh, I married my wife in 1999. We met in college and uh, and got married in, in 99. We have two kids. Um, I have a son who's 19 years old. He's a sophomore in college, and uh, my daughter's a sophomore in high school, and uh, my son is um, currently studying for ministry, oh, wow. and, uh, and then our daughter is uh, is doing all the fun stuff that teenagers do in high school. She's enjoying her time in high school for sure. So uh, we got married in 99 and went right away to uh, ministry in Florida. Um, I was a uh, education major. I planned to be really planned to be in education, um, worked in, in a school there for a number of years. And then during my time there, um, I was moved to an assistant pastor role. And uh, from there, we moved on to, uh, to Mississippi and uh, began working as an administrative pastor in the church there. And we were there for, we were in Florida for 10 years and Mississippi for 11 years. And, uh, and just about two years ago, we moved out to Colorado and uh, took the executive pastor role here in, uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. Wow. Wow. So those, those first two ministries, that was, you were there for quite a length of time then. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Now, just out of curiosity, your kids, you know, where, where's home for them? Is it Florida? Is it Mississippi? Or have they adapted to Colorado yet? Yeah. Home, home to them is Mississippi. Okay. Uh, okay. My daughter was, uh, both of them were born. They were both born in Florida, but their memories are Mississippi. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. home. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Our kids, it's, it's all, it's Ohio, you know, it's, they, yeah. they've got those memories in, in Ohio that they still think of that as home. Even though it was few memories, they still, they remember that. So it's unique in kids' minds, how that works and, mm-hmm. and where that is. Well, that's good. Brent. So, so early, early on, okay. Relationships as, as you're getting started. So how, how did your relationship with, with Dean develop and how did that develop into a role now where, you know, maybe starting as friends, but you felt like, okay, I can, I can work as this guy's assistant. How does that, how does that develop and, and that relationship um, take place? Yeah. Well, you know, it's not cliche, but first and foremost, I mean, it's the grace of God, um, yeah. the way that the Lord brought us together. Um, 
was uh, was certainly of the Lord. We worked together in ministry there in Florida, and um, it was during that time where we began, you know, through conversations, we began finding out that there were a lot of things in, in that ministry that we we thought were were a little off, some things that we didn't see eye to eye on with that ministry. And through conversations, we really began to find out that, you know, he and I really saw things from a ministry philosophy standpoint the same way. Okay. Um, we began to uh, have a lot of, uh, of conversations about, you know, really how we viewed ministry, things that we um, things that we believed, things that we thought were some uh, some not as important issues that were maybe being uh, being stressed in one place that, that we didn't really feel like were something you should just hammer away in your ministry. And so we began to really find out that our, our ministry philosophies were very similar there. And uh, over that time, we worked together there in Florida for, um, I guess we were together there for six years. I was there for 10, but together, I think we were there about six years. And uh, and we developed a very strong friendship. And um, and really, the Lord, I think, was using that time to really grow me, to help me see some things that, um, uh, that he wanted for me to do. It was never my intention to, it was never my intention to do what I'm doing now. Um, but through those circumstances and those years in Florida, the Lord began to really work in my heart um, to move me into uh, into more of this role that I'm I'm serving in now. And um, and I mean the basis of it really was just a very strong friendship, a lot a lot of conversations, a lot of yeah. a lot of time put in. That's man, that's that's really good. So, you know, going back, stepping away from the relationship aspect of it. So even even through, I don't know if it's, you say, difficult times or, um, you know, we call it growing pains, sure. you know, God's God's using those times in your life, not only to develop a relationship that's continuing today, you know, 20 plus years later in ministry, but also in your own heart and life. Yeah, but God's taking you, God's taking you through that to make you who who, you know, the the breaking the potter and the clay God's got to break us to make us. So you would say you went through some trials, but it was all you can you can look back and see how God used all of that then. Definitely, definitely. And um, you know, when I when I came out of college, I had absolutely no desire to do what I'm doing now. Um, I mean, not at all. If you would have asked me, I would have told you I'm not at all interested in that. I wanted to, I wanted to teach in a school, coach basketball. That was uh, and I wanted to sing, I wanted to be involved in music. And so I got to do that and, and I enjoyed that time. I was able to do those things. But um, but looking back, you know, through those circumstances, the Lord really did change my heart, change my focus. And uh, I'm thankful for that. I wasn't thankful for it at the time. Uh, but uh, looking back now, uh, I'm very thankful for, you know, for that season that, that the Lord brought us through. That's awesome. Amen. Amen. I think I think Dan and I both would and all of us could. You know, I don't want to go through that again, but I'm thankful that God did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I was thinking your time, as uh, you said, it was a, a friendship that kind of developed over uh, over some years. Were you assistants together or just uh, in in the same ministry together? We were assistants together. Okay. Um, All right. I worked, I worked more in the music ministry, and uh, and we had a, a small Bible institute, and uh, and Dean worked in that institute primarily. Um, but, um, but we were both assistant pastors together. Yeah. Okay. So when, when you went to, uh, Mississippi, he went first and, and then asked you to come on board. 
He did. He went first and uh, he moved, I believe it was in 06. He moved to Mississippi. And, um, and by that time, you know, we had had conversations. We didn't have anything set in stone, but um, even my wife and I, we've been praying already about our next steps. We really believe that we wouldn't stay in Florida. Uh, we'd move on from there. And, um, and so he went, he went to Mississippi and right away, um, you know, he wasn't expecting it, but right away he needed to hire a, uh, a music pastor. Hmm. And so um, my brother was finishing college and was looking for a place to go. So I was able to kind of put those two together. And so his first hire in Mississippi was my brother. Oh, wow. And then, and then a few years later, a couple of years later, um, the church there began to really take off. And, and he had some staff that was that was more elderly that began to retire. And and so he called one day, and said, man, I need help. I'm drowning here. I need some help. And, and so uh, the Lord opened the door for us to be able to to move there in mm-hmm. 2009. So was your brother was your brother still there when you moved to Mississippi? He was. Yes. sir. Yeah. Wow. So, so how, how long did you work with your brother there? Yeah, we were there the entire time together. Wow. Uh, for 10 years. And then a few years into that, um, we were able to hire my brother-in-law and sister. So we had the, you know, the whole family there just about working together. So, hmm. wow. Yeah. That's, that's a whole separate podcast right there. I don't know if I could work with my brother or not. I think we'd kill each other with about six months. Uh, <laughs> that's great. That's, that's really good. So, so you went now, Talk, talk through Brent. So it couldn't have been all, you know, there's no honey without the bees. There's no roses without the thorns. So there, there had to be some, as you went into that, um, okay, we're not assistants now. It is pastor Dean or pastor Miller. I am an assistant or administrative assistant pastor with him. Did any dynamic in your relationship change at that moment? Um, if there's anything that, you know, you know, he's not going to care about you sharing, was there any rub that happened there that you guys had to talk through? You know, we just did a podcast on, on dealing with, um, conflict within the staff and how to deal with that. Did you guys face any of that as you went into Mississippi together? Absolutely. Uh, yes, sir. When we, uh, when I got there, you know, that was, that was his first pastorate as a senior pastor. And so, you know, he was, he was learning and he'll tell you now, I mean, those were, especially those early years. I mean, he was just trying to learn how to be a, a senior pastor. And so when we got there, um, I, I sat there from in my, for the first year, just really sitting in my office, wondering what I'm doing here. Um, mm. You know, I, he wouldn't give me much to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and he was, he was really trying to keep control and, and trying to do what he thought was best in pastoring and leading the church. And um you know, it was, it was very frustrating. Um, I had to learn to be careful and not speak to him as necessarily friend to friend, but as a, as a, the leader of the ministry. And, um, it, it came to a boiling point one time, it came to a head where I walked in his office about a year in there. And, um, and I told him, I said, either you give me something to do or I'm leaving. I, I just can't do this. I'm, I'm going crazy. You know, I, I just feel like I'm wasting time. I'm just taking a paycheck for not mm-hmm. really doing anything. And, um, and the Lord used that time. I mean, he was coming to the point where he was just very overwhelmed and frustrated. And you know, he, he had you know, told me finally, I don't know how to have an assistant. I don't know what I'm doing with, I know I need help. But I don't know what to do with you. Hmm. And, um, and so one day he sought some counsel from some men. And so we sat down together and um, he sat down and he said, okay, 
He said, here are the five things that only I can do here as pastor of the church. And he listed out those five things, you know, he can only, he can be the, the lead pastor or the preacher. And he's the one that has to, uh, uh, to be in study and prayer for the church. And he went through five key things that only he could do. And then after that, he said, okay, the rest is yours. Do, do you remember specifically what those five things were? You know, I should have wrote them down. I, I don't remember um, exactly what all of them were. Um, the main ones were, were studying, study for the word of, uh, for preaching the word of God. Um, number two was prayer. And I, I know those were the top two study the word prayer. Um, uh, it was, uh, had a lot to do with, with, uh, some of the counseling aspects of, of ministry there and, and casting vision for the church. I don't have all five, but they were along good. those lines. That's good. Thank you. So he, he, he talked about more, you know, more of the day-to-day things. Um, he said, okay, the rest is yours. And, so I said, well, I don't want that much, you know, <laughs> uh, that's for something, not all of that. So, uh, and in the days ahead, we really, it, you know, there were some, there were some bumps in the road of figuring out, you know, what is mine and what is his and, and where do I not overstep my boundaries and where do I need to make sure I include him in, in decisions. And so, you know, there were some bumps in the road, but, um, you know, from my standpoint, I know Dean and Dean. Dean loves people. And that was one of the big draws for me working for him was the fact that, you know, he loves people. And I know he loves, he loves people in the church, but at the same time, he loves me and he loves my family and uh, he has my best interest at heart. And so even though sometimes we don't see eye to eye on things, I, I know his heart and I, and I trust him and the fact that he loves people and he loves serving people. Man, that's really good. You know, a lot in your position, you in, in nine times out of 10, you'd have been the scapegoat. You'd have been the guy that came in, sacrificed on behalf of the pastor, figuring out what to do, leave. And now pastor figures it all out, hires a new guy and says, listen, here's what I want. Yeah. But I think because of the relationship you had prior and because of your, your knowledge of him putting yourself in his shoes, saying, listen, he loves people. He loves ministry. He's just trying to figure this out. It, it allowed you to have that lasting relationship and, you know, that, that length of ministry time there in Mississippi together. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And I think if any of the guys are listening, you're like, man, this guy's driving me nuts. I think you prayerfully go into that. You don't just dive into it, but as the Lord lays on your heart, there does come a time where, Hey, we need to sit down, have this conversation and, and you need to have the spirit. And guys, as you're listening to work through that with the pastor and there's going to be bumps in the road, he's not going to get it right every time, but those, those conversations are extremely important to have. Yeah, definitely. And, and I told him, I mean, I was very, when we had the first, that real big meeting when I walked in, I mean, I was very serious, you know, I, I didn't say it lightly. I said, either I get something to do or I, I'm going to put my name out and find somewhere else to go. And, and um, you know, and, and the same you know, it's a two-way street here. He he knew me and he knows my heart. And um, and so he knew that, you know, this was not something that I was just throwing out lightly as making some kind of a threat, but it was just bringing to the forefront that this is a problem and we have to deal with it. And uh, I'm thankful that he had the same mindset. Let's, let's get into the problem and let's figure it out. And, um, and Man, I love that. That's, that's so good. Um, and just, just trying to figure that out, work through that in ministry and I mean, God, obviously God's used that, you know, and now, so will your relationship fast forward now 12 years or, or your 22 years, 
I, you know, I have an assistant. It's kind of the same way. I don't, I feel like any conversation is open conversation for us. Yeah. But there, you can't, I, he can't offend me and I can't offend him. Yeah. You know, he could come and say, listen, you know, you need to wear more deodorant and, you know, you need a haircut. That's not going to offend me. Right. Yeah. Just because of a relationship that we've built. So, so now that you guys are at Fort Collins, there is still an administrative pastor, pastor relationship, but would you say it's even now you guys are even closer friends and you, you have a, a unique relationship together there? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Um, our relationship now from a working standpoint, you know, I have to be careful um, to, to not, uh, to not do things that I need to include him on. I've got to be careful because he, I know he has so much trust in me. Mm-hmm. I have the freedom and liberty to make a lot of decisions and do a lot of things. And I have to be careful to make sure I just at least keep him up to speed on what we're doing. And, uh, and there've been times where, you know, I'll, I'll announce something or I'll say, this is what we're doing. And he'll make the comment. Oh, uh, I didn't realize we were doing that. Yeah, let's do it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah. I was thinking I, I should have looped him in on that, yeah. you know, but, mm-hmm. but there's a, yeah, I mean, definitely we're, we're stronger friends now than, than we've, we've ever been for sure. And again, like you said, it goes both ways. I'm sure just knowing where I am, he's got up and made an announcement. Hey, next week we're going to do this. And you're like, Oh man, he yeah. didn't do that. I, I got to get, I got to get this together in the next seven days. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, I know what that is. And that, but that's, I mean, that's trust. That's, that's friendship. And that's just, that's a wonderful, that's a, that's a wonderful thing to have. So, you know, putting yourself back as a 28 year old working with, a senior pastor, what are some keys, Brent, you would say that some of these guys listening need to have, or maybe even some senior pastors that need to have in their mindset, their mentality, when they're working with another man, that, that they can start to develop such a relationship. They might be listening, saying, man, I'm just, I'm envious of that relationship. I wish I could have something like that here. You know, what are some things that you would say, hey, guys, this is the attitude. This is the spirit you need in order to be successful and have that relationship in that role of an assistant. Well, you know, I don't have any great, um, invaluable tips to give other than, you know, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to put the time in. I, I can't tell you how many hours and hours of conversations over the years that we've had um, about specifically about ministry, about, um, specifics in ministry, about philosophy of ministry and all of those things. Um, it's, it's, it all goes back to building, building a relationship. And just like you build one with anyone else, it's, it's time and, uh, it's time and it's communication. And I, again, I understand that's a, that's a two-way street that has to be open on both ends. And so, um, I'm thankful that, that in our case, you know, he was able and willing to, to really answer lots of questions, um, he was, he was willing to listen to me and listen to often listen to my nonsense and being patient with me and, and really talking through, um, you know, how we, how we approach ministry and, and what we believe about the, the ministry that the Lord's allowed us to serve in. So, um, I can't tell you how many coffee shop runs we've made and how many times we've sat down at lunch or just in the office and, and talked through things. And that's to me, the most invaluable thing, there has to be trust. There has to be trust and there has to be trust that works both ways. Yeah. And I don't know of any other way to build that trust other than a, a large time investment in, um, in conversations and discussions. And honestly, taking time to do some things that are fun every once in a while and just, That's getting, where I, 
Yeah, you know, that's where I was going next. Did you guys take time just to have some fun, fun times together? Definitely. I mean, we've, you know, over the years, we've, we've done little trips together. Our families have taken vacations together. Um, you know, he, he'll do some things with our, with our staff where the staff guys are just him one-on-one. We'll get out of the office and, and go do different things at some golf balls or something like that, just to, um, just to get out and, and really get to know each other, get to know the person. So our relationship is not solely built on the ministry. And, and in fact, a lot of it, you know, the majority of it probably is built outside of the ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that's where you really get to know the person, you know, outside of just talking the talk about ministry and, and getting into the details of that, um, spending time outside of the office was, uh, is, is invaluable for sure. Yeah. I, you know, so when, you know, you know, does, does, I took all of our guys, it was my birthday and I'm like, Hey, we're all celebrating my birthday together. And we went to top golf together. Yeah. And, and that was the greatest thing ever. Cause you know, the assistant, my new assistant that I have here that, you know, Johnny, Johnny's great at everything, but he stinks at golf. And it was so good for us to see him be terrible at golf. How <laughs> he hears about it every day. <laughs> but you know, those are, those are relationship building things. Definitely. And I think you made a statement there that needs to be in the book, at least a chapter of a book one day. Maybe those relationships develop more outside of ministry than inside of ministry. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And that, that's huge. And I think that's, and that sometimes that falls on us as senior pastors where, you know, we might be discipling everybody in the world and missing the ones that God's mm-hmm. put right under us, you know, yeah. our staff. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important with that. So when, when you moved to, um, to Fort Collins, um, you said that's been about two years now, correct? Yes. Um, you, you moved into an existing, um, pastoral staff there. Um, it's not just you and Dean, correct? Correct. Um, so, you know, you come in and you and Dean having, having this pretty solid relationship, um, in the previous ministry, um, how do, how did the other staff members, how did you develop the relationships with, with them? Because it's, it would almost seem to me if I'm, if I'm another assistant there in Fort Collins and, you know, you're coming in, I know that you, you're tight with a pastor. You guys go way back that there, there, there could be, uh, some feelings of, of being threatened even, uh, with, with you coming in. Um, how, how did that transpire? And what's the last couple of years been like that? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we went in when we left Mississippi, um, you know, we had when, when Pastor Miller was there and even even after he had left, we had such a great team on our staff and we had such uh, such cohesion there. Um, you know, I got to work with my brother, and my brother-in-law, and uh, and we had a couple other guys there working with us. And we did. I mean, we just had a great team there and that that really developed over that time. So coming in here, that was something that we, you know, Pastor Miller and I discussed. I mean, we went over that, you know, we had those discussions even before I came to Colorado that we've got to really work to try to loop in and build a team atmosphere. So, you know, back to that previous thought on and that previous point on, on, on building relationships and, and doing things outside the office. That's one of the things that we tried to jump on um, right away is, is include the other guys, include their families, do some activities, do some things. Um, Right away, um, you know, moving from one place to another, you lose all of your trust equity. You lose all of that that you've built up over time. So um, even with my wife, we sat down and said, okay, we got to hit the ground running here and trying to build some trust and start building relationships. And it started, you know, with the staff. And so we began having staff over to our home. Um, 
you know, without the Millers, without, without Dean and his family, they're just trying to build a one-on-one relationship there. And then, um, and then, you know, in the office in meetings and things, um, you know, that first, that first year, especially, I mean, I really tried to defer to the other guys on decisions and their opinions. You guys know the church, man, what do you guys think? And really try to set the tone that we're not, I'm not coming in. And I know Dean's not coming in this idea with we're running things and you guys just kind of catch up. We wanted it. We wanted to build the team atmosphere. Mm. So, um, you know, I, as much as I could, I really tried to stay hands off on big decisions and really defer to the other guys and their opinions and uh, and really let them know that my role here is to help all of us, all of us be successful. So what can I do to help you? You know, um, mm-hmm. one of the first things that, you know, I was advised to do this. And I'm so glad um, that I was, you know, one of the first things I did when I came in was talk, sit down with all the rest of the pastoral staff and say, OK, guys, what tools do you need? What do you not have to help you do your better, do your job better? Hmm. Hmm. And uh, uh, an older, wiser uh, assistant pastor had told me that, said, you know, this is kind of an approach to really build some credibility. And so we were able to do some things like that, uh, that really helped bring uh, quickly a more, a more team atmosphere with, with the new guys that came in. Hmm. That's excellent. That really that's, is. That's good. Um, so 20, 20 plus years of ministry, Brent, um, obviously, you know how to handle ministry. Uh, administration is a gift of yours, you know, putting things together. What what do you say when these guys call with, hey, there's a church available? Would you consider candidating as a senior pastor? Hey, would you step into this role as a senior pastor here or there? Um, is it something that you you have prayed about? Is it something that you just know that's not your gift? Is it something that you know, the Lord has had to show you that's where, where are you with that? You know, and, and, you know, so uh, you've had quite a tenor as an assistant, you know, what's kept you in that role. And from looking at another, um, say the, the senior pastor role. I don't want the pressures that you guys have to deal with, man. That's <laughs> oh, um, I mean, that's a fair statement, but yeah. What's kept you yeah, there? Well, it's, it's a, it's been a, um, it's been a, a, a matter of prayer. Uh, when we were in, in Mississippi and when Dean left to come to Colorado, uh, there was a large contingency in the church that, that loved us and that really wanted, um, wanted us to stay there and wanted okay. me to take that, that, that pastoral role. And that, honestly, that was the first time where I really considered and really spent time in prayer. Um, I've never, you know, um, uh, the Bible says he that desireth the office of a bishop desireth a good thing. And, and I've never desired that role of a senior pastor. It's just never been in my heart to want that. Um, but in Mississippi, we love the people and they loved us. And it was a great, it's a great church. It is to this day, a, a great church and, and great people. And so, um, you know, there were, there were a good number of people that were encouraging and, and asking us to consider staying. And um, so I remember the day um you know, I can take you to the spot there at our house. We had some property and, and I just took a walk one afternoon and spent that afternoon just praying, just walking and praying for the Lord to, to show me his will. And, um, and I, I was open, I was open to whatever it was. And so, um, that day I just told the Lord, um, to the Lord, okay, I'm going to stay. I'll take this church. I'll stay. And if this is what you want me to do, I'm all in. And, this is the first, I think probably the first time I've had this much of an experience with leading of the Holy Spirit. I mean, 
right away, right away, my heart was grieved. It wow. was a way wow. my heart was grieved like this, <laughs> this is not right. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not into a lot of spooky stuff or anything, but I mean, just right away, it was just like the Holy Spirit saying, absolutely not. And, um, you know, I spent the rest of that afternoon, I mean, just walking and walking and praying and seeking the Lord's will. And, and by the time I left that, that prayer meeting, I knew that this was not the role that God's given me. Um, and, you know, the Bible says that uh, we seek the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And I knew my heart's desire and I can't explain it as other than this is just what the Lord's given me, but I've always had the desire to be kind of, of more of a background figure in a, in a ministry. Um, I, I love politics and I'm always enthralled with, you know, the chief of staff of, um, yeah. of administration, even more so than, than the president. And so I believe that's just something the Lord's given me. That's just been the desire that's been on my heart. And um, <clears throat> when that opportunity came up and I'm not, putting anything off the table. If the Lord has that for me for the future, I'm going to you know, seek his will. But up to this point, it's never been a real true desire. And, um, and the desire really has been to be a second man, to find somebody who has the vision and help him to accomplish, uh, accomplish that vision. Awesome. Awesome answer. Dan, anything to add to that? Well, I just, I think a lot of assistants look at the assistant role as a stepping stone of someday when I truly make it in ministry. And I'm always encouraged when someone understands that, you know, God has given us all uh, a specific assignment and, and one is not more valuable than other. And, you know, you we're in my situation, we're in a very rural area. Um, and the, the pastors in our area are not, you, you you have just as much, if not more, influence in your role um, than what some other senior pastors have, and they ha but they have the title of that senior pastor. So it's not about titles; it's it's about being where God wants you to be. And so I just really appreciate someone who doesn't look at their role as someday I'll make it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Some someday someday I'm I'm going to really make it. Uh, no, no, you've already made it. If you're doing what God wants you to do, you, you've made it. You, you've, you're doing exactly what he wants you to do. And so I, um, I appreciate that uh, understanding and, and even uh, encouragement to others that are listening that maybe God wants you to be an assistant pastor for the, the, your entire tenure in ministry. And that would be perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a number of people, you know, over the years and, you know, they're sincere, but asking, you know, when are you going to get, you know, when are you going to get to the next <laughs> ministry? When are you going to be the guy in charge? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, over, over the years, and I think it, some of this comes with maturity and, and all of that, but over the years, you know, I've, I've become very, uh, just very satisfied with, with this role. And um, it is very fulfilling, you know, um, when I, when I first stepped into this role years ago, I was more focused on, the numbers and the paperwork and the office side of things. But, you know, as an executive pastor, an administrative pastor, I mean, your ministry is still people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and all of those things that you look at all the paperwork and all the data and all of that, that represents uh, those numbers represent souls. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do, it, you know, deals with people. And the more involved I was in ministry on the people side of things that really kept me grounded and kept my focus on, on what's most important. And so, um, 
you know, my role, I mean, it's very, very fulfilling. Um, I think it was John Maxwell talks about, you know, leadership uh, is influence. And, and he's made that same correlation that often being in the middle of an organization gives you much more opportunity for one-on-one influence with people. And, uh, and there are, I mean, there, there are many people that I've had the opportunity to, to be very influential in their lives, even more so than, you know, than the senior pastor. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, anybody who's in that role, um, will understand if you, if you do it right and your heart and mind is focused on, on the people in front of you. Um, this is a very, it's a very fulfilling role. And, uh, if the Lord has this as a place to learn, to move on to a senior pastor role, that's wonderful. And that's great. But if not, um, you know, there are a group of us that, that God's led us to this ministry and it's, you know, it's exciting. It's very fulfilling. Yeah. I love it. You know, and that's, that's so true. Cause like with, if somebody has an issue with something, a decision that's been made, they now, especially, they don't come to me. They come to my, my administrative pastor. Yeah. You know, and they'll go to Jeremy and say, Hey, Jeremy, when's Trey going to start this again? Hey, mm-hmm. why, why are we, why are we doing this? And, and so they go to him. He's, he kind of works as that mediator between, between, but he has that, he has that relationship with the people where they can do that. And they know that they have his ear they know he's got my ear and it's, it's per, I love it. It works out. It works out well in that. And he's, he's a dynamic asset to me and, and where, where I am today. So one more question, Brent, before we, um, we stop the podcast today, even though I think this could go on for a long time, you, you started off ministry, Mississippi, give me something to do. Okay. Now where you are, how can you say, listen, I can't take any, I can't do any more. You know, how, do, how does a, an assistant administrative pastor in the right spirit and way say, I just, I can't take any more on my plate where I am right now? How can we say no? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great question. Um, I think a lot of that, that comes from first and foremost, establishing credibility in yourself and your relationships with, with people in the church and with the pastor. I think it's important right away to get in and, uh, and establish a reputation of being a hard worker. Um, if you're, if you're known and you kind of have the reputation of, of being last minute on things and being lazy and and not getting things accomplished, then you're going to have a hard time having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important right away when you jump into, uh, an assistant pastor role that you, you get to be known as being, you know, you get to work, you get to be known as being a hard worker and build that, that credibility and reputation. Um, it is a two-way street where, you know, it's important to, to work for someone who values what you're doing. And like I said before about Dean, he values, he values me and my family and he values people. So, you know, I know that I can go sit down with him and if the time comes where, okay, there's just, I can't take on something else, or I'm going to have to delegate something to someone else to be able to bring on more things. I know that he has, uh, you know, he has my best interest at heart and he has my family's best interest at heart. And, um, you know, over the years through, you know, through rough transition out of Florida and the ministry there and through different relationships over the years, um, I don't know if this is the best spiritual answer to give, but um, I've taken the kind of the mindset that, um, yeah, a pastor has the opportunity to hire a staff, but staff has an opportunity and has a decision on where they get to go work. And I know we follow God's will and we seek God's will and we ought to do that. And we ought to seek that in prayer and prayerfully. Um, 
but um, you know, I've, I've just through life circumstances, I've just refused to feel like I'm stuck or bound in a place. And I don't think that that's the Lord's will for us to feel like we're stuck somewhere in a situation where we're unhappy. And, and, I agree. Uh, and, and so, you know, as an assistant pastor, I think you have to understand that you, you have the opportunity if you're in a place that is oppressive to you and your family, that where you're having too much, too many things loaded onto your plate and you just can't keep your head above water. And it's affecting, especially your family relationships, that you look at the opportunity to find somewhere else to go um, where that's not going to take place. And, and, and you look for someone, someone to work for that, that has your best interest. There are times where, you know, I've, I've, I've met with Dean and he's, you know, he's just said, look, you just got to buckle down and get this done. And, and I know this is just for a season, you know, it's just for a, a short period of time. And there are times where you just got to buckle down and get things finished. But there have also been times where I've been able to sit down and say, OK, look, you don't, you know, the hours I put in, you know, the work that I do. Here are all the other things I'm taking care of and you want me to take this on. I just don't think I can do it. And um and he's been very willing to listen and very willing to work through that and, and work on different scenarios to, to get things accomplished. So um, from our side of the table, from the assistant side, you got to build that reputation quick. You got to let people know that you're a hard worker and that you um, you are here to serve the Lord and to serve this church so that you have the credibility to step back and say, OK, you know, I, I need to take a pause here for a minute. Awesome. Awesome. Brent, that was great, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I, this is going to be, I think one guys go back and watch a couple of times and just so much there. And I'm looking forward to editing it so I can hear all this again. It was very helpful to me and even encouraging to me. And I'm sure Dan, I saw you jotting some things down as well as he was talking that, that we can, we can go on in the future. So man, thank you so much for joining us, for having us on here. If you're listening today or watching this video and you know this could be an encouragement to somebody else or a help to them, man, forward that on, rate us, like us, whatever you have to do, put a heart beside it, I don't know, and 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 share it with somebody else that, that this um, can be an encouragement to. Again, thank you guys for joining us and having um, taken time to be with us on Art of the Assistant.